0: Welcome. This is jazz just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is our weekly jazz podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs from the 1950s, the 1960s and the 1970s. We also discuss social issues and politics. We play jazz that I listened to as a young man, and here I am now playing them for your pleasure. And also to introduce a younger generation to that creative art form called jazz. I'm in the studio, as always, with my good friend uh, for well over 60 years, uh, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry, what's up, good buddy? Alright, what's happening, Al? How are you, man? I'm good, man. Look like something is moving on.
1: Yeah, man. Saying goodbye to us. Don't be saying goodbye to us so early. I know, I know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just wanted to stay around a little
1: longer, man. Yeah, me too, man. I would have loved that.
0: Yeah. I I uh
1: deeply enjoy the summer months, man. I'm getting to enjoy it, now, as I get older. Yeah. That's my uh, I used to think it, yeah. I, I used to think it was too hot. I like. I used to love San Francisco type of weather, seventy degrees. I used to love to run in that type of weather. Uh, it was perfect for me. Oh yeah, I lived in San Francisco yeah, for two that, years, man. Yeah, and that was. I ideal. remember that.
0: That was ideal. Uh, almost stayed. I wouldn't be doing jazz podcasts probably. Well, <laughs> but it is what it is, you know. There's no looking back. There's looking back, but there's no going back. Uh, so you always got to move on, man. Uh, you know, folks, we always do this podcast, and we always start out with, with a song, a poem, something that addresses the social conditions, something that it speaks to social justice. Now, here's an interesting song. By Billy Bragg. B R A G G Uh, Rich Men Earning North of a Million. Ha figure that one out, but you don't have to, I'm gonna tell you it's about unions. Billy Bragg, our social justice song, Rich Men Earning North of a Million.
2: Listen to the words first. If you're selling your soul working all day over time hours for bullshit pay well, nothing's gonna change if all you do is wish you could wake up and it not be true join a union. Fight for better pay, you better join a union, brother Organize today, you'll see where the problem really lies When the union comes around Rich men earning north of a million Wanna keep the working folk down wanna keep the working folk down If you form a union You'll soon find that working people are all of one kind So we ain't gonna punch down on those who need A bit of understanding and some solidarity That ain't right, friend. If you're struggling with your health and you're putting on the pounds, doctor gives you opiates to help you get around. Well, wouldn't it be better for folks like you and me if medicine was subsidized and healthcare was free? Join a union. Fight for better pay. Come on and join a union. Organized today It comes down to the self-same thing if you're black or white or brown Rich men earning north of a million Wanna keep the working folk down Wanna keep the working folk down Well, we know your culture wars are there to distract while libertarian billionaires avoid paying tax you want to talk about bathrooms while the flood waters rise the forest is on fire and the wind burns our eyes ah. something's wrong here Well, they want to divide us because together we're strong. Are you gonna take action now you sung your damn song? If you don't like the rich man having total control, you better get the union to roll. Join a union. Fight for better pay. Come on and join a union. Organized today. Don't matter if you live in the city or some little country town. Rich men, earning north of a million. Rich men, earning north of a million. I say rich men, earning north of a million. Wanna keep the working folk down. Wanna keep the working folk down. We're selling your soul and you're working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. Join a union.
0: Billy Bragg, rich man earning north of a million, definitely a pro-union song. Man, I like that one, Larry.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, wow.
0: Yeah. yeah, A folk singer,
1: man. Wow.
0: I'm uh big union man, a big fan of unions. Uh, that's the only protection that workers have against big corporations. It's been that way historically, and it's, it's still that way today. I mean, we see uh, Amazon, we see uh, Trader Joe's, we see Uber, Lyft, Starbucks, uh, what's that big uh, food chain? Walmart, all of these places fighting workers from unionizing. And in fact, some of them went so far as closing stores when people wanted to unionize. Um, And the only protection, and it's because of these pressures of unionizing that they have given up more benefits so now you can work for Target, you can work for Trader Joe's, you can work for Starbucks and get college tuition reimbursement. They weren't going to give you that without somehow satis- trying to satisfy workers so they don't unionize. Uh, the backbone of labor has always been union, and we're we're seeing man this 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 movement. with with employees to unionize. Um, The big fight with Starbucks and Amazon. uh, But the laws, the labor laws, is so much against labor. So you just don't go out and get a union. The law is that, you know, you got to have 50 plus one of the total workers to have a union. And then to pass anything, you need like 75% of uh, the union members to pass anything. The laws are written to prevent unions from being successful, and we know who wrote the laws.
1: Well, anyway, push for unions. Larry? I got a different point of view in terms of unions and what they have done in this country and what they have uh, done to certain industries. I I think, number one, uh, of uh uh, newspapers in New York City. We used to have about seven or eight newspapers in New York City. Now we're down to, I think, three. Uh, and um, that was the cause of, of the unions asking for, I guess, too much because the papers fell apart. The second part of of unions was that I I work for a, a major bank and they back in the 70s they had tried to come and unionize the clerical workers in, in the banks and of course the bank is going <coughs> to uh, fight against it and, and they did um, uh, and so they weren't able to unionize um, uh, banks in, in New York City I don't know about elsewhere but when it came to my particular bank, they did try, but it did not succeed. Uh, I felt that with my particular situation, I had a better chance of negotiating what I wanted in terms of health and wages. That didn't necessarily go for everybody, but uh, in my particular situation, I thought it was a better situation for there not to be a union uh, because we had all these benefits and um, and that's how it worked for me um, personally. But I can see today like our people uh, who work for these other uh, like um, Walmart and uh, I guess Trader Joe's and people like that, are looking for better wages, and and one of the ways that you do that, I guess, is to unionize. And like you said, there are all these rules and regulations which are geared towards making it either hard or for unions not to exist. So I think the only way that that, that only way that that can change is if if we change the laws, you know. Yeah. So,
0: let me let me uh, let me add a little bit to that because newspapers went under because of online. They went to the online platform. But but they went
1: under before then. Yeah, I'm, I'm they, talking about they, like the, I'm talking about the like knife in the back. No, I realize that, but yeah. I'm just saying before that happened, the mm-hmm. Journal, the Sun, the Herald, before even internet was even thought about, those papers were gone because of the union. I don't know if that that's
0: a correct I think it correct is. way to to look at it. I mean, they couldn't compete. Uh, those papers went under. They couldn't. The New York Mirror couldn't compete with the New York Daily uh, uh, News.
1: Yeah, in the Post. The yeah, post.
0: they just couldn't compete. Um, and then then when they went online, it's changed the whole thing. Now that in fact, technology has a Even increase the need for unions. So you take the United Auto Workers that's going on strike. And one of the things they're trying to do is protect jobs because they know the auto industry in the next 10 years will go 100% electric cars. And you need less workers. So you have the... Um, the screenwriters Guild the, that's on strike now, television and movies folks yeah. what are that big thing AI yeah, you know uh without that union protection, these folks will be in trouble so um i has agree dear. always benefited the working class and, and and you know even with banks, man, you know, tell us what were, were greatly underpaid um and that's why they tried to unionize, yeah, and they still are greatly underpaid you know they're not they don't make much starting out much more than minimum
1: wage mm, they 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 uh, well i guess when i when I came around uh Otella was earning uh, a little a better than the minimum wage but in order to be competitive, they had to had to do better. Th-
0: that's not even,
1: <laughs> because at that time when I came in in Wall Street,
0: the yeah. brokers
1: had a better salary than what the a teller could make. As yeah, a brokers
0: had much more better salary. They always had jokers but
1: they weren't unionized. Now,
0: yeah, but no that's way. that's unions never benefited high paying jobs. Unions always protected people on the lower end. I understand that. So it it, it was never set up to to protect
1: people making high earnings like stockbrokers. No, I'm not Uh, talking about stockbrokers. I'm talking about clerical people in the stock. Yeah,
0: clerical people. (laughs) And they were
1: making much more money than what it was to be a teller. Because I had a friend who was a clerical person. And I guess maybe because of the overtime or whatever the case may be, he was making a lot more money. Than I was mind. a clerical person for five years while I was in college.
0: I worked nights with Merrill Lynch, Bankers Trust, all those places. Right. We made minimum wage. Well, I know. I, and, and, you know, it was mainly college students and, and mothers that was doing all the clerical stuff before computers came in place. So all the transactions of the day was, was handled by people at night. And I did that all through college. And... Uh, uh I was grateful for the job but that was not by any means high paying jobs.
1: No no, I to, I would not say high paying. I'm just saying that yeah. it was above minimum wage. It was well, definitely above. If it was it wasn't that far above. Okay. It was was
0: not that far above. Uh anyway, uh, there is a push for union unionizing All of this push for union has not increased the numbers of union jobs. Why? Because corporations are creating non-union jobs. So Amazon added like 220,000 union jobs. But the non-union jobs far, this is across the country, far outnumbered the union jobs. They know exactly what they're doing. What, what are non-union jobs versus union jobs? That They're positions in which there is no union. So you take, for instance, FedEx. Yeah. Their workers are contract
1: workers. Okay, so they're 1099s. They can't unionize. Yeah, if they're 1099s, they can't. Yeah, well, why do indiv- you think FedEx did that? Indiv- oh,
0: yeah, of course, of course. it was. It, and that's the whole bit, is that to protect workers from tricks like that.
1: You need unions. No, I understand that, but but I'm just saying, like, how did they come up with 10.99s for a staff that that that's delivering their stuff all over the country? I, wow, I didn't even realize that was happening. I thought they they were employees and their individual contract. Yeah, they, they are. Wow, that that's bad. All right. Because uh, that takes away all their benefits. They, they must not have any benefits. If they can ten- give
0: them some benefits, yeah. It doesn't mean that they have to give them benefits for they can give benefits. Yeah, well, I mean, but if compete. you're a 10
1: 1099, you're an independent contractor. Yeah, but
0: you can give an independent contractor with benefits. It doesn't mean you... you, you okay. The thing with 1099 is that you don't have
1: to. So yeah. But
0: you can still do it to compete.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And And they have kept Union organizers out of FedEx.
1: I, that that part I believe, especially if they're doing what, the, if, if they're doing like the ten ninety nines, that is a, a really an economic move on their part, a financial move on their part, but, um, to screw the workers.
0: That's why we need unions. Without unions, people will get across the board. We see what's happening to even the the writers' guild.
1: Yeah, my father worked for a union, so um, and I, unions uh, brought in pensions. Unions yeah. brought in health
0: benefits. Yeah. Corporate corporate wasn't going to just give it to them because they were nice guys.
1: Oh, that doesn't happen yeah. in the corporate world.
0: And it's not that these places are not making huge profits. Oh, of course. All right, man. Let's. Uh, hey, hey, folks, that's our little discussion on unions, man. You know, um, so we, 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 we see this fight going on uh, with places trying to unionize. All right. Uh, today's let's get to some jazz. Today's show is about cool jazz cool jazz, and we're playing two groups that were the coolest around. One is the MJQ's Modern Jazz Quartets. These cats were known for being sophisticated and cool. And the other was Chet Baker and Chet Baker's band. Chet Baker was called the Prince of Cool. The Modern Jazz Quartet um, Let's listen to a piece by MJQ's Modern Jazz Quartet. And you know the song is called Summertime, Uh, Modern Jazz Quartet. So sit back and enjoy MJQ's. Modern Jazz Quartet—that's a recording done in 1966 in Japan. Modern Jazz Quartet has John Lewis on piano, Milt Jackson on vibes, Percy Heath on bass, and Connie Kay on drums. Uh, this group has been to- was was together well over 40 years. They first formed in 1952. They came out of at least uh, John Lewis and. Uh, Milt Jackson came out of a Dizzy Gillespie's group, uh, and they went on to form this group. They developed a sophisticated, elegant style, you know, that includes classical, cool jazz, blues, and bebop. Uh, it's the first jazz album I ever listened to was the Modern Jazz Quartet when I was, like, in... 7th and 8th grade, my older brother had a copy of their album, Odds Against Tomorrow. And that was my first ever jazz album. These guys are the elegance of cool. And if you ever saw them perform live on stage, they either was wearing a tuxedo
1: or a suit. Yeah, I like their paper, I mean, their their thin ties. They used to have those (laughs) thin ties that are... they were popular at one time. The time. Yeah, and and they they wore it so elegantly that like, it was unbelievable. But their music is something else, though. It is so light and so airy. Uh, I love listening to it. Yeah, and Miller, he's just you know, like you get you get beat beat the vibes. He plays the vibes. You know, like yeah, I love the way that he he gets on there. I mean, the group itself, the group, is yeah. Just a no, great I, I group. got you. I got yeah. you
0: that Milt Jackson and John Lewis on piano Milt Jackson on vibes combination is such a perfect marriage Lewis compliments he seems to play notes in the right place as Milt Jackson takes the lead and vice versa yeah I agree that's our first cool group Modern Jazz Quartet, that's a piece, Summertime, and I know you like that album. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. This other person we're going to play, band, Chet Baker. And Chet Baker was a person, a character, trumpet player, singer, and he had his own style, and almost like a cult following. Um, unfortunately, he struggled with substance abuse most of his adult life. Uh, but here's a piece by Chuck Baker and you're going to see why they called him the Prince of Cool uh, I don't think he ever played anything in a fast tempo or did he ever sing anything <laughs> in a fast tempo but here's a piece one of his famous songs where which he plays trumpet and sings called Almost Blue
3: Bye-bye.
4: Name me as a fool only oh, to be Almost blue Almost touching it will almost do There's a part of me that's all you promised with your eyes, I see in yours too. Now your eyes are red from Christ.
0: That's Chet Baker. blue. he's grew. a miracle child. Uh, Chet Baker uh, was born in Oklahoma, grew up in California. He was born in 1929, passed away in uh, 1928 at the age of 58 years old. Uh, he started playing the trumpet at 10 years old. Uh Went in the Army, played in the Army for a number of years, and then came, then came back to California, San Francisco, and started sitting in, in jazz groups, playing in jazz clubs in San Francisco. And, in fact, on many occasions, he sat alongside Charlie Parker and played with Charlie Parker. Uh, and I'm sure he played a whole different style if he was sitting next to Charlie Parker. But Chet Baker made his name when he joined the Jerry Mulligans uh, Group. When, when when did you say that he passed away? Um, nineteen eighty eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he was fifty eight years old. Yeah. Uh, almost blue. Check Baker. Mellow, extremely yeah, very, mellow, very mellow. melancholy. Uh, yeah, but that's it's him. Like,
1: wow, it's like uh, ooh, like so smooth. Yeah. You know. He was yeah, cool. I like that cool. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, definitely. Folks, we're playing cool jazz. Cool jazz. And we're uh, highlighting two groups, Modern Jazz Quartet and Chuck Baker. And we played, uh, started out with Summertime by the Modern Jazz Quartet and just played Almost Blue by Check Baker. And we, now we're going to play another piece by the Modern Jazz Quartet. And these guys, like I said before, was very cool. And this is from the Odds Against Tomorrow album. It's one of their famous early albums. And it was the soundtrack for a movie starring Harry Belafonte uh, that came out in the early 60s, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure of the exact date uh, or late 50s. I think it came out in 1959 Odds Against Tomorrow. So here's a modern jazz quartet, of course, with Johnny Lewis on piano, Milk Jackson on vibes, Percy Heat on bass, and Connie Kay. And this piece is called Skating in Central Park. And there's a scene in the movie where people are skating in Central Park, ice skating. Uh, And this is the music done by the modern jazz quartets. Sit back and... Groove with this groove, you could almost see people skating off this mu- music. It's just jazz quartet from the Odds Against Tomorrow album skating in Central Park perfection Mary? yeah that was beautiful man I
1: um I was like into like I used to ice skate a little bit so I I, I felt like I, I, I could see it you know I could see it I could feel it mm-hmm. uh, the movement the um, the music was just in tune with what an ice skater I mean I'm um, uh, ice skater would do on the on the on the ice. Uh, if they were just chilling out, they were just chilling out. They would just be doom 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 doom. You know, mm-hmm. it was just beautiful the way that that that, that went off. And I could have met. I mean, I I like the the title matched the the music. It really did match yeah. the music.
0: An amazing group, a sophisticated group, man that that uh, played in perfect harmony. They were in seek in. in and what is the word I'm looking for when they're in in uh, harmonize or no in, in sync?
1: Yeah, they in, were in
0: they were just in sync
1: with yeah. their music. Yeah,
0: and uh, that vibe and piano together.
1: Yeah, I, 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 you know, like I, I guess I when I was young I really wasn't listening. I thought I was listening, mm. but now I can hear like uh, nuances. Like you just mentioned, between yeah. the vibe and the piano and how they boom boom yeah. boom. boom, yeah. You know, and it's like right yeah. there, you know. It's so beautiful. You know, I think
0: when we were younger we were we were shaped by rock and roll, so we focus on rhythm. Yeah. And uh and not necessarily that in between the rhythm stuff. Yeah, that, but, I, you I know.
1: I agree uh, with that. That's that's probably what it was about. Yeah. yeah definitely. But mm-hmm. I really enjoy this. This is like, you know, for you just listen. Yeah, you can hear yeah. so much. There's so much in there. It's so rich with, uh, you yeah, the know, modern jazz quartet, uh,
0: the MJQs. They uh, they were around over 40 years. People don't play them much, but they 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 were a group. Man, they was they were a group, and so was this man that we've been playing, Chuck Baker. And here's one of his pieces that uh a lot of people talk about. A lot of folks talk about when he sang Time After Time, Check Baker. <laughs>
5: Tell myself that I'm so lucky singing will you you've kept my love so
3: young so
5: Oh
0: and his band Time After Time that's one of his signature songs that and uh, Tenderly
1: man he doesn't hurry anything nothing is hurried about his music no it's not at all it's all just moving along oh
0: yeah oh yeah and and the notes are crystal clear oh my god yeah I was you know. oh yes it's and very- he has one. Of, he's one of those musicians that creates that mood you know? Yeah, he yeah, does. Ah, uh, wow. Check Baker folks. We've been listening to Check Baker and his band and the Modern Jazz Quartet. And this episode's about cool jazz. And they are the two coolest groups, one of the least at least two of the main coolest groups in jazz. Modern Jazz Quartet and Check Baker. All right, we're going to play one more piece by the Modern Jazz Quartet. And these cats were well-trained musicians. Johnny Lewis was trained in classical music. Uh, they, were, they were, you know, uh, they knew the art of making music. And this one is called, from their album called Blues for Bach. Bach the composer. And this is called Blues in B-flat. Only folks like Johnny Lewis and the MJQs would do a piece named like that. So, modern jazz quartet, blues in B-flat. Modern Jazz Quartet, oh, man, just absolutely fabulous. Blues and B-flat. How'd you like that piece,
1: Larry? That was really good. They really put it on. They really put it on.
0: Yeah, you can't say enough about them. No. Folks, we've been playing cool jazz, Modern Jazz Quartet, and Check Baker's Band, man. And um, it's getting to be that time, but before we, we go, I need to give a shout-out to my niece. Uh, My brother, Ronald's daughter, Shakara, who lives on the West Coast, and her two-month-year-old baby, Khalid. You know, he listens to the podcast, and the podcast cools him down. That's what my niece said. What Uh can I say? Uh Uh, Keep listening, little brands. Keep listening. Uh, All right. You might have a jazz man on your hands. Um, Okay. Larry, man, thank you for being here.
1: Thanks, thanks for having me, Al. I, I really love being here.
0: Yeah, 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 man. We had a little discussion.
1: Yep. <laughs> you know that that that's being you. We used to do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. That's what the whole idea is is to put the topic out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we played some uh, some good music, folks. Modern jazz quartet and Chet Baker, cool jazz. And when, so it was a good podcast, Larry.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so.
0: Folks, I'd like to thank you for listening, you know. And as always, until the next time, peace and love. And we're going to go out on a piece, uh, Emmett Cohen with Samara Joy. And the Billie Holiday piece, Fine and Mellow.
6: treats me all so mean Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. man wears hydrate pants stripes are really yellow to love me, he is so fine and mellow. Love will make you drink and gamble, make you stay out you do things that you know you know